0: Welcome, everyone. As you know, we're talking about gratitude this whole month. And for, for those of you who'd like the 30-second recap, we, uh, we started out the beginning of the month talking about, I would say, the things we're obviously grateful for. Our, our family, our friends, our jobs, the, the, the nourishment that we get, the, the sweetness of life itself. It was pretty easy to, to talk about gratitude, truly from the, the things and the people that make a difference in our lives. Last week we took a little bit harder course, if you remember, what we we tried to do was even see some of the parts of our lives that are not so successful, that maybe had a little bit of tragedy, a little coloring in the blue pencil, if you know what I mean, and actually found some gratitude in there as well. Even if a tragedy is part of our lives, it still nonetheless makes us who we are. And, uh, and there are lessons that were learned, there are ways of being that were encountered that probably would have made a completely different you if it weren't for some of those things that went wrong, that were painful, that were difficult. So last week we talked about being grateful just for who we are, including some of the awkward, some of the unpleasant things that got us where we are right now. You know what, you'd think we'd be done, right? We talked about everything we liked. We talked about the rest of it. What's left? What is there left to be grateful for that's unique and different? I think we can discover it through a joke. (laughs) All right, our Thanksgiving joke. At eight years old, Jolene got the privilege, finally, of helping to serve at the family's Thanksgiving table. This year they had many family members and many guests Uh, Jolene and her father helped serve the meal and clear the table, and then Jolene and her mom were going to work on dessert. So Jolene goes to the kitchen to help her mom prepare the dessert. She proudly brings out the first piece of pumpkin pie and gives it to her father, who then passes the plate down to one of the guests. Jolene comes out with another piece of pie, hands it to her father, and the father passes it along to the guest. This time Jolene kind of gives her dad a little bit of a look. You know the look? third time, brings another piece of pie, looks very intently at her father and hands it to him, and the father passes it down to one of the guests. Well, Jolene can't take this anymore. She said, you might as well take one, Daddy. They're all the same size. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever worked with children learning something that's, that's new and fresh to them? It can be challenging, can't it? When I think back at some of the first things that my my parents showed me how to do. I remember I was pretty young when they first showed me how to do the laundry. Do you know what I mean? Sorting it out by color and then putting it in the washing machine and figuring out the right kind of detergents and all that stuff. And To be honest, I would rather suspect if we looked at some of those first batches, they might have not been quite what they were intended to be. It would have been very easy for my parents to say what? This is just more trouble than it's worth. Do you know what I mean? Haven't we all encountered things, either with young people or people who are unfamiliar to doing something that's trying to help you out? And at the end of the day, you think to yourself, I probably just should have done this to myself. It would have been easier. It would have been faster. I would have gotten more done. So in my little story about Jolene, one might have made the conclusion that really she was more trouble than she was worth. But is that the way life is? I don't think so at all, actually. In fact, uh, of course, this was a joke, not real life. But if that would have really been a Thanksgiving, wouldn't she have been probably one of the biggest blessings there? Wouldn't her attempts at helping to serve the pie and helping her parents, wouldn't her attempts and, and, and her joy and good spirits really have been one of the main points of having Thanksgiving? I think so. I think it is through her participation and her, even her naivete at social conventions and things like that. She was part of the blessing for Thanksgiving. Do we cut ourselves as much slack? You can probably see where I'm going with this. The blessing that we have left out this month is us. In the world of human affairs, who brings the the human joy? Who brings the human love? I mean, we talk, of course, about God as being the source of all things, and that's absolutely true. But in our own lives, it's God showing up as each other. It's God showing up as the Jolines. It's, it's God showing up as our friends and our family and the people that we count on. It's God showing up equally as us. And yet we're so very reticent to think of ourselves as a blessing, aren't we? And even when we do, I think it's with... Uh, um, what do I want to say? It's with a kind of a smallness, with a kind of a, a hiddenness, being shy about our blessings and not even acknowledging that our blessings have much impact on the world. Who here really thinks that their that good cheer and their uh, just, just being a sweet and kind person really makes a difference in the world? Okay. And good for you, because I think it makes more of a difference than most of us, than really any of us realize. We are the face of God on this planet. Again, in in the realm of, of humanity, we are that face. And most of us have no idea the impact that we have. But let's figure it out mathematically for a minute. Now you're going, uh-oh, mathematically? (laughs) Consider this, though. How many people do you meet in an average day? Now, I, I know today isn't average, right? We've probably got 70 or 80 people right here in the room. So in theory, you could say, well, today I interacted with 70 or 80 people. Well, that's not maybe much of an interaction, unless you actually go person to person, and how are you today, and then on to the next one. But I would bet everyone here would probably say that you really have an interaction of some kind with, say, five people a day, whether it's on the phone, or through email, or, or around your own dining room table, or, or at the grocery store, probably at least five people, right? Right? So you get to share your gift, your blessing. You get to share you as love or joy with at least five people every day. Well, and those five people have the capability. I mean, right? I mean, these are just kind of averages, but I would guess those five people meet five other people, and and so on and so forth. So with seven billion people on the planet, I hope you realize that in less than 15 days, your blessing of love could be heard by every single person on the planet. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, Larry, some days I don't go out. (laughs) There are some days when I I don't see five people, so that, that messes up your math right there. And then there's the possibility that Dee and Nancy might think of me as one of their five people, and so we've got a couple people double counted. But no matter how you look at it, the potential for people carrying on and even amplifying your blessing is huge in the world. Let me use another example. Back in the 60s, are you aware that there was an event that traveled around the world to virtually every person on it within 24 hours? It was the landing on the moon. Even back in the 60s, kind of, well, the internet was still there, but hardly anyone was using it. And, and certainly long-distance charges were high. And, and so the availability of communicating that news wasn't that good. It's not like every country in the world had TV or anything like that. And yet the statistics are that virtually everyone on the planet knew that we had landed on the moon within about 24 hours of us doing it. We have an untapped power for the good that we are, for the love that we are, that the joy that we can bring for affecting other people. Well, and now let's fast forward a minute, right? This isn't the 60s. That was 50 years ago. With social media, with the internet, with email, our news travels fast and wide. In fact, I did a little research for you. You know me and my research. And uh, Are you familiar with the idea of things going viral on the internet? Um, that idea that, uh, that, a, that a meme or a, or a story or a picture or something will just take off like wildfire across the world? Well, here are some interesting ones that I gathered up. These are stories or ideas that went hugely viral on the internet within literally an hour. Let me read a few of them to you. This pizza has crust made out of cheeseburgers. 41,000 people picked that up within an hour of its first posting. Another one, husband leaves wife because her 550 cats steal his food. That, I know, that that one, 32,000 people picked that story up within an hour of the first person posted. Now, of course, I know what you're saying. Well, Larry, it's more than quantity. It's also quality. And I, <laughs> and I do agree. But what it is suggesting is that our power to get the word out, to have our, our love and our joy known to other people is phenomenal on the planet right now as never before. You may think that you don't count for much. You may think that people aren't aware of you or, or that your, your spoken word, your written word just affects a very few people. You are just so wrong. Our words, our thoughts, our, our writings, our ruminations are hugely impactful on people. When we are a blessing in the world, it has the capability of going so very far so very wide so very beautiful and what might stand in the way of this what might stand in the way of the message being a Quality one, right? Because we don't want to be known for the, ha- the pizzas made out of hamburgers, right? We want to be more of a-, a positive and uplifting message. Well, I'm going to go back to childhood again. Like Jolene, my mother told me something very important when I was off to middle school. So I come from Newport, Oregon, down on the coast here, and uh, it's one of those uh, awkward sized towns where several grade schools, and then they pull everyone together to go to middle school. Well, I was terrified. I mean, and don't ask me why. It made no sense at all, of course. But the thought of being put in with kids that I didn't know from birth. I mean, my, the graduating class of my grade school you know, it was like 20 people or something, right? And suddenly I was going to be in class with like a 100 people that I didn't know that I was just sure were all better than me. And then there was the idea of classes that were more like reading, writing, and arithmetic. No more like craft periods during the day. No more nap time. Do you know what I mean? It was like this, this was going to be real school. And I was pretty scared. My mom took me aside and she said, Larry, all you have to do is your best you will get along you will do famously you will have a good time you will learn lots you'll be a blessing to the other children and the teachers all you have to do is be your best and I would offer that simple wisdom up to us here today If we want to be more of a blessing in the world, we don't need to try particularly hard to do something that isn't us. We don't have to go to school to learn something new to be a blessing. We don't have to uh, polish ourselves up. But if we show up just doing our best, we will be such a blessing. Do you see that there's a little problem here, though, even... What is our best? I was comparing notes with uh, Star Shepherd Decker, one of our uh, practitioners uh, uh, at the first service, and she and I were both in that club that we uh, notoriously refer to as the Perfectionists Club. Is there anyone else here who's a member of the Perfectionists? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So sometimes the phrase, just do your best, is like your worst nightmare if you're a perfectionist, <laughs> right? It's never good enough. You can always find someone on the planet that will do it better than you. You can always find someone who will tell a joke that's funnier than yours. Well, not funnier than mine, but, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. You'll always find someone who's prettier or more athletic. You'll always find someone who's more talented or who can do the job faster, and it's a nightmare. What the heck does doing your best exactly mean? So I want to clarify. I want all of us perfectionists to take a breath. Just take a breath. Doing our best simply means that right in the moment, with the resources and the training and the know-how you have, right then, you give it your full attention. That's all that doing your best is. It doesn't mean you have to compare yourself to someone else. It doesn't even mean that you have to be your all-time personal best at that time. Do you know what I mean? We all have good days and bad days. Some days I'm really good at math. I tell you, I was trying to do a ratio the other day, and I sat down with my pad and my paper, and an hour later I, I called one of my office helpers, and I said, Laura, would you help me figure out how to do a percentage? I was so embarrassed, right? We all have our strength and our weaknesses. All that is ever required of us in the moment, just in that particular moment, is to do our best. Sometimes our best will be dynamite. Other times our best, maybe we're running on four hours of sleep. Maybe we've had a busy day, right? Other times our best may be a little less than that. It is still our best in the moment, and it is a tremendous blessing to the planet. This Thanksgiving, I would simply like us all to own up to being that blessing. We're going to bless the meal. We're going to bless our family. We're going to stand in love and in awe of the people and the places that, that make such a grand deal to us and that make life full of love and joy. And that also means you. You're a blessing. Just do your best. Just show up. Just suit up. Just fully participate in the moment as best you know how. Think of Jolene for my joke, right? She didn't know how to pass out the... I mean, think of it. Here's this little girl that didn't even know how to pass the pie out, right? (laughs) Couldn't have been more charming. Couldn't have been more wonderful. Couldn't have been more of the blessings of Thanksgiving. Let's all give ourselves a huge break this year. Just show up in love. Just recognize how powerful, how creative, how loving we are. It's good enough. It is our nature. It's just who we are without making any changes at all as long as we show up, as long as we do our best. I'm going to close today with a quote from Ernest Holmes. Ernest Holmes is the the founder of Centers for Spiritual Living. In a book in 1966, he wrote uh, 10 Ideas That Make a Difference. And and here's a, a quote around Thanksgiving that he had. He says, Living really should be without struggle and always with enthusiasm. We exist that life may operate through us and express itself through us. We should think of the law of good being infinite in its capacity and the willingness to create anything that is good. We should think of the divine presence as infinite joy, beauty, and wisdom and simply know the gratitude for it. I'm going to do a prayer today, but before we get there, I want to do something we haven't done in a really long time. Is everyone here familiar with the idea of call and response? So I'm going to read something out loud, and then you're going to simply repeat it back to me. And this may make some of you feel uncomfortable, and that's a good thing. <laughs> and, uh, and it may make some of you just feel good, and that's also a good thing. So let's get started. Please repeat after me. I am part of the blessing this Thanksgiving. I- I am capable and lovable. I am capable and lovable. I'm filled with good ideas for helping others. I'm filled with good ideas for helping others. I'm filled with gratitude for my life. I'm filled with gratitude for my life. I respect myself and my body. I respect myself and my body. I love myself and my body. I love myself and my body. I am enough just the way that I am. I can serve pie with the best of them. I can serve pie with the best of them. I am a blessing to the world. I am a blessing to the world. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe. It is this thing called life. And what I know about life, what I know about God, is that it is infinite in its good. It is infinite in the Thanksgiving harvest, if you will, taking the form of the people and the places and the loved ones and the the joy and the givingness. All of this, of course, is from God and that means me it means that i am also part of this universal and uh, powerful blessing and as it is true for me each person in this room is part of god's grace each person in this room has their gift to contribute each person here as they simply do their best in the moment contributes to god's glory contributes to the uplifting of the planet contributes to grace I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the the celebration of Thanksgiving yet to come. I'm grateful for the people in this room, for our potluck. I'm grateful, grateful for life. (sighs) I just let it be, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much.